Welcome to the Wine with Friends podcast. Grab your glasses and get ready to pop that cork. It's time to catch up. There we go. <laughs> well, if there was ever a conversation I needed to have with you that required a wine cork and alcohol, it was this one. Um, yeah. Had a very, very negative experience recently. Um, it, it, so um, Tony knows a very close friend of mine and a mentor And a big of mine, fan of this podcast. And yeah. a big fan of this podcast, which I completely forgot until you pointed it out to me, um, mm-hmm. passed away. Um, mm-hmm. And I've been up in my feelings about this quite a lot <laughs> since it happened. Um, this is sort of, for me at least, the first time I've I've lost a an elder, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, someone that I, I looked up to, someone that I depended on, uh, and someone who's um, who's very, very clearly had a shaping effect on me, both personally and professionally. Um, mm-hmm. I think I told you already. I've been sort of binge watching a bunch of um, Star Wars shows that's been talking mm-hmm. a lot about um, focusing on the, the you know, master and te- like teacher versus student relationship. And um, Tony's death happened in the middle of all of that. And I've been watching all of these things with a new eye because I'm suddenly seeing a lot of Tony and myself in these stories I'm seeing portrayed which is not like helpful to me, you know, moving on. Um, but but kind of beautiful in its own way, though. Yeah. It is. I think. Um, I think I need more distance before I can fully see the beauty. Totally um, understand that. Yeah. You know, I still. Um, so I, I'm just gonna talk a little bit about Tony here because I think, other than some Twitter interactions, you didn't know him that well, and most people listening mm-hmm. to this didn't know him at all. Um, so I had he, talked to him a few times, which is like, so it was weirdly, it, it struck a chord when I saw you say, you know, announce it on either Twitter or Facebook or somewhere. You said something about Tony and I, and I paused the television and I was like, Steve, this is awful. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I had had enough. With him, yeah. 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 He and I have talked quite a few times, actually. Yeah. We had plans to like, sort of loose plans to get together at some point, right? Because he lives here now or lives here in Alexandria, right? So. Yeah, he did. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. so when Tony and I met, it was, God, it was probably 2016, 2015. And um, we met through the American Chemical Society. We both volunteered with ACS. And, um, you know, we just kind of, you know, when you meet someone and you just like, when, when you meet someone on a street corner, you're like, I like him. That was actually sort mm-hmm. of my relationship with Tony, which is a weird parallel to my relationship with you, is that... That's just exactly sort of like, how, how we met, yeah. We met, and there was this moment of lightning. And I was just like, mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I like you, you know? And mm-hmm. it just kind of connected. And then um, about a year after that, Tony took over as the chair of the committee that I served on. And I, you know, he went out of his way to try and train me for lack of a better way to put it, I know that sounds weird, um, but like to try and teach me how to be a leader 
and try mm-hmm. to fix the flaws that he saw in my leadership skills, which at that point there were definitely more than more than a few. He was one of the first mentors I had that wasn't like my boss at work or wasn't my parent that was really mm-hmm. invested in me being a big success. And yeah, I really took that to heart and I grew a lot. It's like, I, I distinctly remember this one time um, I had to confront him about a mistake he made. Oh. And I remembered being so nervous about that. And afterward, he actually complimented me on how well I handled it. He was like, he realized afterward what a moment that was for me. And even though he had to fix a mess, he was, he saw the good in it because it was good for me. And that's a unique person right there. He was such a unique person. And, you know, when Tony, uh, when Tony's term as chair left, we had gone from being strangers to basically being very, very good friends. And, Mm -hmm. You know, when he left, he left to take a job with the American Chemical Society, which was always his kind of a dream of his. And at the time, he and his family lived in kind of, um, you know, rural New York, upstate New York, I guess. And um, they moved to Washington, D.C. because here the ACS is headquartered here. And he moved his wife down and his kids and they sold their family home. And 11 months after that, he collapses at work. Um, and he gets taken an ambulance to the hospital and they discover he has a uh, glioblastoma, mm-hmm. uh, which for those of you, I didn't know what the hell this was, but apparently um, it's stage four brain cancer. He had a tumor. It is very, very difficult to survive. The survival rates are, survival rates are I believe down below 5% or less. Um, that was back in July. Um, he had a tumor removed. He had a series of chemo and radiation um, the last time I saw him was a little bit before Christmas. Um, and I actually, I, I bought lunch and I took it over to his apartment in um, Arlington. And um, we, we had like an hour lunch and just talked and it was jarring how much this had affected him. And I mean, how could it not, right? But it's like, I would just remember sitting at his kitchen table and seeing him and just like, simultaneously feeling so much at peace just being able to be in his presence while wanting to cry and see what he had gone through but needing to be strong so that he didn't like feel like he was this sickly patient in front of me and I just kept thinking like this is bad this is really really bad and I don't know what to do and you know he was telling me all about his recovery and how he was going to be fine and you know he did say that they had found a little bit more, like the surgery and the radiation hadn't came out, hadn't gotten everything. So they were going to have to do a couple more rounds, which I think I told you at the time. Um, mm-hmm. And we kept having plans to get together again or trying to make plans to get together again, but he had treatment and he had other things going on. And the more you, the more you go through radiation and chemo, the more you're susceptible to other diseases. And then, you know, like, you know, coronavirus, so he had to isolate, and that was the situation in which he finally succumbed. And, you know, I got, I found out by email, someone emailed me, um, which I can't fault because he was, the guy who emailed me was probably too emotionally destroyed to call. But I found myself in this new position that I wasn't ready for because I took over as chair of this committee. And because of Tony, this committee of people, and we're talking like 40 people, 
um, has really become this like relationship driven family. And now I'm in charge. So not only am I like really up in my feelings about this, I have 40 other people who have like, many of them have reached out to me to look for the comfort role that I would normally look to Tony for. And it's this new, I I remember um, the, the, the night it happened, the night I found out Jerry was on a conference call and I walked over and I was like about an inch away from collapse and Jerry looks at me and he just like saw my face and immediately was like, guys, I got to go and hung up the call. And I told him and I just collapsed into his arms. And I just remember thinking, I'm not ready to be the parent yet. And that, I guess that was a weird reaction in retrospect, but it's like to be the person that people are looking to, to deal with their grief when I, when I am still not entirely sure of how to manage my own is a uh, a jarring and extremely adult adultish experience that I do not appreciate, <laughs> and I just I I don't know where I am with it. You know, um, I'm still like I, I'm. You know, it's been a few days. I've managed to kind of. It's been a weekend in between when it happened and now, and I've been able to kind of breathe and laugh again and relax like you know but I'm also not his kids and every time you know I got a message from his kids on Facebook and I was done for another 24 hours and you know it's like I've never lost someone like this and it's just I didn't appreciate how much it's just a lot so I just there's a lot of things all wrapped up in that and I'm not sure how to like kind of tease it apart for something useful or or helpful, but it's just like, I haven't yet lost it. I'm very blessed in that I haven't yet lost a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, and Amen I am, to that, yeah. I am really, really not looking forward to that. I know that nope. like, we all go through that. It's really a horrible thing, but we all go through it. But okay. I've never lost just like a parental figure. You know, do you know what I mean? Like, I, yep. He wasn't a parent, but in many ways he was this mentor parental figure in my head even though we weren't that far apart in age. And I just, I am, I, I, I don't know how I'm handling it. I don't feel like I'm handling it very well because I still don't have words to, to like, I don't have my lesson yet. I don't have like a, a brilliant nugget of insight. I'm just, I'm sad. I'm pissed. I am. I feel like a part of me has left and mm-hmm. it just hurts. Yeah, I think, um, first of all, I don't, there's not a right way to handle it. <laughs> it's kind of, I, I, the only comfort that I can give you in that regard is you're not handling it wrong because there's no right way to handle something like this. It's, there's, there's, everybody deals with grief in their own way. And your way is the right way. Um, because it's the right way for you. So I think you just need to take the time that you need to kind of go through all there's, what is it? Seven stages of grief and like five of them are anger. Um, so there is, <laughs> I think there has been a lot of that, you know, like, oh, I, I've, I've, I heard imagine of that. There has. I've heard of that before, but I've never lived it. And I just, 
the number of times I have found myself being like irrationally angry and needing to punch something or scream something mm-hmm. has been abnormally high. Well, I also think it's even, you know, it, it does matter how a person dies. Like it matters how, what happens, you know, like if someone, you know, like my grandma passed away a couple of years ago, actually I was at your house when that happened. Um, she was 97. You know, I was really sad, obviously, you know, but she was 97 and she had lived a really good life. And so there's a certain amount of like peace that comes with that. When someone dies of cancer, like that is the most unfair, horrible, awful thing to happen to a person. And he had so much life in front of him that of course that makes you angry and it should make you angry. It should make everybody angry that, that someone who was in his prime would be taken from us because of a awful, horrible disease. You know, it wasn't, it's not like it was his time. It wasn't like he had lived his whole long life and was just dying of old age because his body had given out. It was, it's a disease that shouldn't, it just shouldn't have happened. You know? So I think anger is the right emotion is what I'm saying. <laughs> I think if that, <laughs> I appreciate if I can that. give you grace, grace on your anger, because I think, yeah, and it, I don't know, it, it, it struck a chord with me too. I started crying when I saw that he had passed and I didn't even know the man. So, you know, I, I wish that I had actually made plans to get together with him when I should have. And when he told me that he had cancer, I should have then immediately said, we need to record an episode right now. Like, let's do this. So we have something. That is and probably one of the didn't. biggest regrets I have is that we talk. Mm-hmm. I talked to him. God, I don't even. I talked to him a so bunch of times, times about it too. Mm-hmm. Just, I, 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 I was thinking back. Um, I knew we were going to talk about this and I was trying to like kind of emotionally prepare myself and I was listening back to our first episode and I remembered um, one of the reasons yeah, I said it on that episode. One of the reasons I really wanted to have this podcast is because I wanted to have a record of your voice, mm-hmm. you know, and it makes me want to have a record of other people's voices that I love. And yep, Tony and I talked so many times about having him on as a guest and we never did it. And now I'm never going to get to hear his voice again. And that, that just really hurts in a way that mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to articulate, but it's like, that just, yeah, it's, I have so much regret about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you can't, I mean, yes, yeah, I understand that entirely. And I share your regrets in that regard. Cause I knew how important it was to you and I knew he wanted to do it. And he was such a big fan of the, of the podcast and he always gave us commentary and feedback and suggestions and criticism. Uh, and really you, that. yeah, yeah. So he, but it was, I mean, he was always very gracious and so sweet and kind and just really wanted us to do the best that we could. And that was amazing. And I always considered him to be like, if I got a comment from him on an episode, I was like, sweet. All right. You know, Tony listened and he had, he had something nice to say about it. Um, so, but I, 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 like, you can't live in regret either because at a certain point it is, it is what it is. I mean, yes, we can wish that we had done that, but we can't make it happen now and I don't think dwelling in that is probably ultimately healthy for you. Um, but I, it is okay to be sad. It's okay to be angry. And it's a new, this is a new arena. The first time that I 
you know, I had a friend who passed away from cancer a few years ago, well, quite a few years ago now. And that was the first time that I was like, this person was the same age as me, you know? God. And so like, yeah. And, and, and died of cancer. Right. And had just had a kid and, you know, all these things. And then, so like the first time that it death like hits you in that same way, you know, it's crazy. And so this is like losing a parent for you. And that's, that's huge and scary beyond just Tony, just thinking about what happens when it is one of your parents and what happens, you know, going down the line, how are we going to handle that? You know, I can't even imagine. It's definitely made me think about that. And it's made me think about some like very adult things like Mm -hmm. um, having a will, Mm -hmm. having Mm -hmm. a living will, you know, things like this. It's like, there are a couple of things that I've really put some, I've been, giving some deep thought to over the last week of like, uh, you know, this is not like, it, it's not imminent. I would hope, but who the fuck knows, you know? And, well, yeah, you never know. Right. Yeah. It's like Tony didn't know he was sick when he suddenly collapsed and his entire world changed. You know, he finally got his dream job and it didn't last a year, you know? So it's like, who the fuck knows what'll happen, but it's like, it's, it's time to be an adult and get some things in order. So I've been looking into, uh, you know, wills and, and living wills and, and things like that. And, you know, um, some financial investments and things that I hadn't really been giving some deep thought to before. And I just, you know, maybe that, maybe that's the positive. Maybe, maybe that's coming out on the bright side of it is like, you know, maybe it takes the death of someone both senior and yet similar to you that, sometimes spurs you to make choices or or move forward in in a space you haven't moved forward in yet and you know if that's if that's the last gift tony gives me then you know i will i'll accept that with grace but you know fucking a i really could have lived without this for now right whatever lesson you're getting from this you could have lived without the lesson right but yeah but, uh... exactly but but i think if if you can take something positive from it and that is you know preparing for the future and if that is you know the lesson of you know what when we say we want to do something we should do it and not keep putting it off and putting it in the we'll do it later column and maybe that's the lesson we need to learn too is if there's a thing we want to do you know and, and this is a super generic thing but a thing we want to do we we need to do it and just not wait um i think i've had to learn that lesson a bunch of times and i still haven't quite done it right but <laughs> i think you know if and that's the thing that can be taken from from losing someone in an untimely way. I think that's not a bad thing to to take that and honor him in you know making a change to to honor the things that you want. You know. Well, but I don't I disagree don't, with I, that, but you know, mm-hmm. like you said, I really could have joyfully done without it. Lesson. Uh, well, Tony will be missed. He'll be missed by a lot of people. Um, and, you know, hopefully when all this shit is finally over we can finally give him the, the send off he deserves Amen. Amen Love you Tony Well since we're in the middle of coronavirus craziness um, you know, obviously there can't be a, uh, a service to say goodbye quite yet but I did want mm-hmm. to let everyone let know a uh, post from his family in lieu of flowers, donations can be made to the Frank S. Nose and Anthony M. Nose A3 Endowed Scholarship Fund at McQuaid Jesuit High School in Rochester, New York. 
If you are interested in honoring Tony's memory and knew him as I did, uh, the family encourages you to donate there. We'll post that along with the episode when we when we air this as well. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. You knew Tony, and some of you, I think, did. You know, I I, I know it, I said it was hard for me on this call, and it's true, it is, but um, it has also been healing. So please don't hesitate to reach out. Um, Tony's family has memorialized his Facebook page. If you're friends with him, go check that out. I'm sure that. Everyone who's reading those has found comfort in hearing the joy that he brought to other people's lives, too. So, mm-hmm. And you know what? Don't wait to do the thing you've been waiting to do because time flies and it goes with it all in. So, Amen. Thank you for um, taking this adventure with me, Sarah. This was one of the things I wanted to do in life. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm glad that we did it. I'm See, one thing we can't put in the regret column is the thing we did. <laughs> that is fantastic. Uh, well, if any of you would like to reach out to us, you can reach out to us on Facebook, uh, Wine with Friends on Facebook, and Wine Friends Pod on the Twitter. And uh, hope we will talk to you all soon. 